Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News Team. We are your audio newspaper, and we're closing in on number 100. This is episode 92. We appreciate you being here with us. Coming up on this episode, it's Mansfield News, Sports, and Weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to the restaurant of your choice, courtesy of Mansfield Overhead door with our trivia question of the week. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. New York Times best-selling author set to come to Mansfield. Mayor Michael Evans recaps Monday's council meeting. The COVID-19 epidemic may have leveled off in Mansfield. It's time to chunk your junk, Mansfield. In sports, we have the results of last week's MISD football games and who plays this week. Also, Timberview volleyball coach hits a milestone. Coming up in the features section. A billion-year-old fossil nuclear reactor. I'm Katrina Brown, and today we take you to the seashore for some vitamin C in this week's Texas Health Tip of the Week. We got our rice sticky wicket again. I'm Home Improvement Specialist Terry Radswin. And we'll get to that in the Ask Terry segment later in the show. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'm going to be sharing another classic cocktail. We have the seven-day weather forecast, and Steve concludes his one-on-one interview with Mansfield ISD Superintendent Dr. Kimberly Cantu. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Southwestern Adventist University is ranked number two in social mobility by U.S. News and World Report Regional Colleges West. That means SWAU is one of the best schools when it comes to helping people better themselves and improve their economic circumstances. U.S. News and World Report also rank SWAU 11th best regional college west. If you're interested in learning more about SWAU, visit their website, swau.edu. Hey, business owners, have you thought about growing your business through social media but don't know where to start? Never fear. I'm Sonia Salazar, and Wise Media Group is here offering coaching for do-it-yourself social media marketing, or we can do it for you. We have packages for every budget. Wise Media Group specializes in organic Facebook and Instagram growth. Let's get Mansfield businesses connected in 2021. Give us a call for a free 30-minute consultation at 817 917- 913-2989. That's 817-913-2989. Or find us on social media at Wise Media Group. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Media Group on Facebook and Instagram. Wise Media Group, helping you make wise social media marketing decisions in 2021. I'm Brent Newsom, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. The Mansfield Reads One City, One Book celebration of reading, writing, and the literary arts culminates in an evening with Paulette Giles, New York Times bestselling author of News of the World. Ms. Giles will discuss her book, as well as the writer's craft, followed by Q&A and an autograph session. Mansfield Reads President Bobby Quinton fills us in on how you can attend the event. This is always the centerpiece event of Mansfield Reads. We are able to bring the author to Mansfield uh, where he or she can discuss their book, answer questions from the audience, and autograph uh, books for audience members as well. And we're doing that again this year. Paulette Giles will be in Mansfield on Thursday, October the 21st. Uh, The event starts at 7 o'clock that evening at Legacy High School 
in the Performing Arts Center there. And she will be talking about uh, her novel and the writing process that she uses, other books that she has written as well. And then immediately afterwards, we'll have an autograph session, and she'll autograph books for uh, the audience. So we're delighted to have Ms. Giles here on Thursday, October the 21st at Legacy High School at 7 o'clock. But again, this, this is free, but you must register in order to attend. And once again, you can go to the MansfieldLibraryFriends.org website, the Friends of the Library, and register for the event there. The News of the World book was turned into a full-length feature film in 2020, starring Tom Hanks, and Quinton provides the details on how you can see the movie for free in conjunction with the Mansfield Reads event. We happened to choose a book this year that just recently had a film adaptation released uh, in 2020. And so uh, Cinemark Mansfield has kindly donated an auditorium for us to hold a free showing of the film News of the World starring Tom Hanks. It's Thursday night, October the 14th. Uh, The film will begin at 7 o'clock. And then immediately afterwards, we're going to facilitate a conversation with those in attendance about the novel versus the film. That event is free. And you still must register, however, and come with a wristband in order to get into the auditorium. It's Cinemark Mansfield. The concession stands will be open. And so get your popcorn and come to the movie and the discussion afterwards. Once again, the Cinemark showing of News of the World, October 14th. Meet the author of News of the World on October 21st. And you can get your wristbands by ordering them online at mansfieldlibraryfriends.org. The Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday night, and with the recap, here's Mayor Michael Evans. There was a lot to cover, a lot went on, so let's get right to it. Now, to begin the public portion of the meeting, I issued a proclamation honoring the Mansfield Public Library's Mansfield Reads program. Uh, this year's book is News of the World by Paulette Giles. Each of the Mansfield City Council members uh, were then presented with the President's Volunteer Service Award. Our council members have served roughly 1,600 hours for (laughs) no pay since the beginning of 2021. And uh, Mansfield Police Chief Tracy Aaron reminded the council about National Night Out, October the 5th. All right, moving right along, our council approved nine resolutions under tonight's consent agenda. Uh, The first of those resolutions allowed the sale of beer, wine, and certain liquor beverages at Hawaiian Falls Water Park. Uh, The second resolution awarded contracts for the supply of eight different water treatment chemicals uh, for the uh, Bird Irvin uh, water treatment plant. Uh, The third approved a negotiated settlement between the Atmos uh, City Steering Committee and Atmos Energy Corporation regarding the company's 2021 rate review mechanism filing. Next, council approved an investment policy for the city of Mansfield as well as a contract for janitorial services at City Hall, the Public Library, and the Service Center. Next, council approved an industrial use permit for a proposed rubber compounding facility on nearly eight acres of land at 800 South 6th Avenue. Council then approved a specific use permit for a proposed gas station on just over an acre of land in the 1900 block of FM 157. Moving right along, council passed the first reading of an ordinance to implement the proposed downtown district. The downtown district is a form 
norm-based code that intends to create a pedestrian-oriented mixed-use district within historic downtown Mansfield. And with this district, the city aims to enable and encourage increased private investment in downtown and to further protect the historic and cultural heritage of the area. This ordinance will undergo one more reading before it can be approved. Council then passed an ordinance to rezone roughly three quarters of an acre of land at 3121 East Broad Street to PD Plan Development District for eating place with drive-through service uses. And that's going to be Andy's Frozen Custard. All right, finally, on to new business. First off, council approved a resolution adopting and approving the terms of an agreement uh, the state of Texas entered into with a number of drug companies related to the opioid crisis. Uh, the city of Mansfield will receive approximately $184,000 as a result of this settlement as we attempt to do our part to help people to beat the opioid addiction problem. Well, that does it for my recap of the regular city council meeting for September 27, 2021. My name is Michael Evans, and I am blessed and honored to serve as the mayor here in God's country, Mansfield, Texas. The COVID-19 epidemic appears to be leveling off here in Mansfield with the numbers. Here's science reporter Dennis Webb. Dennis. Thank you, Steve. The city of Mansfield saw a decrease in weekly new cases reported this past week at 254. Back in May, this number was below 50 each week. Three new fatalities here this past week, the same as each of the two previous weeks. The whole month of June saw only one fatality in Mansfield. 49% of Mansfield citizens over the age of 12 are fully vaccinated, according to county reporting, a small increase over the week before. Public health analysis suggests we need to get to around 70% fully vaccinated to be able to stop or contain the viral spread. Mansfield Independent School District identified 285 active cases among students and staff, a second week of decrease. Tarrant County's overall trend suggests the same leveling off from a wave. In Tarrant County, 1,011 fellow citizens were in one of the county's hospitals with the virus at the end of last week. This is the third week of decline in this number. Early in June, there were only 80 Tarrant citizens in the hospital with COVID. 115 fellow Tarrant County citizens were reported to have passed away from the virus this past week, an increase from the previous week. The county's test positivity rate has dropped to 19%. While a decrease is good, it still means a lot of infected citizens have not yet been diagnosed. Community spread remains estimated as high. Texas statewide trends are similar. Tarrant County public health officials recommend that all eligible citizens get vaccinated. From the science desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Are you wondering what to do with that old, worn-out refrigerator or perhaps your tax returns from 2004? The City of Mansfield is hosting Chunk Your Junk and Shred Day this Saturday. These events are a chance for Mansfield residents to bring in old, bulky items that are too large to set out for regular curbside pickup or paper products that need to be shredded. The event takes place on Saturday, October 2nd from 8 a.m. to noon at the Environmental Collection Center on South Wisteria Street. The cost is free for Mansfield residents with proof of residency, such as a Texas driver's license or water bill. 
For more information, head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and click on the Links tab. In sports, we had a couple of MISD winners in last week's Friday Night Football Lights as Summit bested Burleson Centennial 47-26 and Timberview routed Joshua 56-14. Other scores from around the district, the Mansfield Football Tigers fell to DeSoto 56-26, Waxahachie outscored Lakeridge 30-21, and Red Oak defeated Legacy 49-28. This Friday night, under the lights, Legacy is at home versus Summit at Newsom Stadium starting at 7 p.m., while Lakeridge Timberview and the Mansfield Football Tigers have the week off. Just a reminder, you can always find the MISD football schedule for all five teams on our website, aboutmansfield.com, under the links tab. And finally, we say congratulations to Judith McGill, head volleyball coach at Timberview High School, for achieving 600 career wins. McGill was presented a plaque for her accomplishment by district and campus administration before last week's game. Monday is National Golf Lovers Day on October fourth, which provides an opportunity for enthusiasts to swing down the fairway at least one more time during the season, unless, of course, you live in Mansfield, where it's played almost year-round. The modern game of golf originated in the 15th century in Scotland, while the world's oldest golf tournament is the Open Championship. Its first tournament was played on October 17, 1860 at Prestwick Golf Club in Scotland. So how to correctly observe National Golf Lovers Day? Grab your clubs. Tee it up, hit it long and straight, and don't forget the old adage, which holds true 100% of the time, never up, never in. By the way, if you or someone you know happens to score an ace, we want to know about it. Will the weather hold up for National Golf Lovers Day? Let's check with our ace. Colleen? Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. Our weather is shifting to more of a fall pattern, and we'll see a few low-pressure systems roll in from the west and combine with gulf moisture to give us some rain. We've got a 60% chance of rain on Wednesday, 70% Thursday, 60% on Friday, 50% on Saturday, 30% on Sunday, and we'll go down to about a 20% chance of rain on Monday. Not a washout, but we'll see about 2 to 3 inches across the area overall. Coming along with that rain will be cooler temperatures, with highs in the low to mid-80s and lows in the mid to upper 60s. So, if rain and a wet course tends to improve your golf game, by all means, you'll love your golf on Saturday for National Golf Lovers Day. Meanwhile, the Tarrant Regional Water District suggests that most Mansfield lawns will probably not need to be watered this week. Check to see how much rain you get and water up to a half inch if needed. Incidentally, did you know that an average six-zone sprinkler system uses about 2,500 gallons to water a half inch? You can view a map of watering recommendations for North Texas, as well as water-saving tips at waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn to the features section. So, when we come back in 60 seconds, science reporter Dennis Webb talks science. Health specialist Katrina Brown has the Texas Health Tip of the Week. Home Improvement Specialist Terry Radswin presents the Ask Terry segment. And Brian Certain serves up not 74, not 76, but a French 75 in the cocktail of the week. 
Also coming up later in the episode, our trivia question, and Steve concludes his one-on-one interview with Mansfield ISD Superintendent Dr. Kimberly Cantu. Stay with us. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local, as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. In 1999, Mansfield Cares was founded to be the safety net for those in need in our great city. Mansfield Cares built the first free medical, dental, eye clinic, and the warehouse that is home to the only food bank in Mansfield. Our city's seven food pantries, Feed the Kids program, Back to School Bash, and college scholarships have all benefited from Mansfield Cares. Become a part of Mansfield's safety net. Donate today at mansfieldcares.org. That's mansfieldcares.org. Hi, this is Mansfield Chamber of Commerce CEO Lori Williams, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where reporter Dennis Webb is researching a fossil nuclear reactor. Dennis? Thanks, Steve. Our recent discussions about nuclear physics and geology stirred a memory about a thing I learned on social media. About 12 years ago, after I retired from my long career at NASA, I signed up for Facebook. In these early years, I was still figuring out what was real and what was fiction, and it's still a challenge. I saw a post that was something like, Billion-year-old nuclear reactor found fossilized in Africa. I thought this might be one of those ancient alien kind of things, but chose to dig in, and it turns out it was a great science story. In 1972, a nuclear fuel processing plant in France was processing uranium ore mined near Gabon, Africa, for their nuclear energy program. A batch of ore came in that had significantly less of the desired isotope of uranium used as a fuel for nuclear fission reactions that produce power. As this industry is strictly regulated by the several nuclear nations, the French government regulators intervened, fearing fissile nuclear material might have been diverted to terrorists. After an investigation, it was apparent that this drop in uranium concentration came from a very different circumstance that was theoretically predicted back in the 1950s. Uranium is a natural element in the Earth's crust and is concentrated in sandstone layers where it is mined. The 1950s scientists observed that if you got a high enough concentration of the right isotope of uranium in the Earth's crust, it might set up a chain fission reaction naturally below the Earth's surface, thus a natural nuclear reaction. Following this lead, the 1970s scientists looked harder and found that the ore with not enough uranium also had elements known to be waste products from modern nuclear fission power plants, suggesting that a nuclear fission chain reaction had occurred naturally on our planet at some time in the past. Further research indicated that perhaps 1.7 billion years ago, 
A sufficient concentration of uranium in this particular geologic stratum started a fission chain reaction, releasing perhaps 100 kilowatts of energy. This reaction started when groundwater seeped into the dense stratum of uranium ore and acting as a neutron moderator, as happens in modern nuclear reactors, it triggered a chain reaction of nuclear fission. When this nuclear reaction happened, it produced massive amounts of heat that boiled off all the water, stopping the nuclear chain reaction. When it cooled, the groundwater filtered back in, started the nuclear fission reaction all over. This apparently continued for hundreds of thousands of years until the fissile uranium was depleted, leading to the poor ore found by the French scientists. Science often progresses when someone notices something odd and applies a scientific method to figure out what happened. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. It's time right now for the Texas Health Tip of the Week, sponsored by Texas Health Hospital, located at 287 and Lone Star Road. This week, health specialist Katrina Brown talks about how to stay healthy while on vacation. Katrina. If you're itching for a vacation, you need to ensure that nothing puts a damper on your holiday. And that means preparing ahead of time to make sure you and your loved ones have a healthy, happy vacation. So here are a few tips to have fun and come home healthy. If you can, get vaccinated against COVID-19. And to ensure you have no hiccups throughout your journey, be prepared to prove it, especially if you plan to travel abroad. Many countries may require you to show some proof of vaccination. However, most all will ask for evidence of a negative PCR test. So make sure to book your COVID-19 pre-travel test in plenty of time. Also, some situations while traveling will require a mask whether you're vaccinated or not. The key to a safe trip is to ensure you have plenty of comfortable fitting face mask at hand. That way you won't be left searching for one during your holiday. Remember to change your mask frequently. If you can drive to your vacation destination, that is ideal during this ease back into better times. But if you are opting to fly this summer, try to avoid traveling on overbooked flights. Most airlines are not carrying passengers to full capacity yet, and they often leave the middle seat empty. Opt for a window seat if you can. An aisle seat puts you in contact with more people. And don't forget to sanitize your seat and surrounding areas with a Clorox wipe. Carrying a small package with you in your carry-on, they aren't liquid and won't flag any screening restrictions at the gate. You need to avoid touching as many exposed surfaces as possible, but with young children, this can be a challenge. Reduce the risk of infection by using hand sanitizer frequently. So every time you or the kids get back into the car, make sure to sanitize your hands before getting in. Or each time you sit down at the restaurant, keep a small container of hand sanitizer with you. At least 60% alcohol in your bag will help keep germs at bay. While on vacation, opt for as much outdoor time as possible. Choose a beach day over a theme park and a theme park over a night at the theater. Staying in enclosed spaces poses a greater health risk. So you want to stay outside as much as possible. Camping, hiking, and visiting national parks are easy things you can do in places where social distancing comes naturally. If a tropical vacation is on your agenda this summer or lots of pool time, be sure you pack plenty of sunscreen. Stay hydrated and don't forget to make sure everyone knows all the rules of the pool, including no running, no swimming alone. And if you're not a strong swimmer, you better grab the floaties or a life jacket. While sitting poolside, you may be tempted to partake in the local cuisine. And while most vacation resorts adhere to safe food handling practices, if traveling abroad, those standards vary from place to place. A good rule is to avoid eating raw foods, Avoid eating foods that are left uncovered or outdoors. Look for foods that are hot and steaming. Choose fruits and veggies that have peels. And ask for bottled water instead of tap or even filtered. 
And lastly, be sure to pack your prescription medications in a small first aid kit in your carry-on. This should include antiseptic towelettes, band-aids for minor cuts or scrapes, Tylenol or ibuprofen, and Pepto-Bismol tablets or any other anti-nausea, anti-diarrhea medication just in case. And of course, in the case of an emergency, call the local medical emergency response number. Remember that not all countries have 911. For instance, to get an ambulance in Chile, you have to call 131. So make sure you note all of the appropriate numbers to call for help at your vacation paradise, especially if you have high-risk individuals in your party. And remember, if you come home as happy as you were to leave, then you've had a good vacation. Until next time, stay healthy, Mansfield. On behalf of Texas Health Hospital Mansfield and reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Katrina Brown. In a world where people have thousands of questions about improving and repairing their homes, one man has the answers. It's time right now for the Ask Terry segment. Our resident home improvement specialist, Terry Radswin, answers your questions about the place that you call home. Terry? Today we have a question from Justine who writes, We had a neighborhood gathering and cookout and someone dropped chewing gum onto our sidewalk. After a day of sun and stomping, the gum got worked into the sidewalk pretty well and we can't get it to come up. Do you know of any removal tricks? Thanks for the question, Justine, and you got a pretty sticky problem to deal with, literally. Gum can be a real mess to fight, especially with the heat we get around here. The first step I'd start with is to wait until the area is in shade or shield it with an umbrella and rub the gum with ice cubes. Freezing the gum obviously makes it a lot less sticky, and you can then scrape up what's left on the surface with a putty knife and use a wire brush to remove what the scraper doesn't get. But that's not the end of it, because as I've mentioned many times before, concrete is porous, and if the gum's been smashed into the sidewalk with foot traffic, it's been jammed into the pores of the concrete. More heat will cause that goo to expand and force itself to the surface, and you'll end up with a gift that keeps on giving, a sticky spot that won't go away. You've got to get as much of the gum from below the surface of the sidewalk as you can. Normally, my go-to for concrete stains is household vinegar, but vinegar is an acid, and acids are not much good against rubbery things like gum. Plus, it will etch the surface of the concrete and remove a tiny bit of the Portland cement that binds the sand and stone of the concrete and gives it strength. You really need a solvent of some kind to dissolve the gum so you can wash up the residue and be done with the problem. My first choice would be denatured alcohol, which you can get from your friendly neighborhood home improvement store. It's a tiny bit different from the isopropyl rubbing alcohol you have in the medicine cabinet because the two are distilled from different substances. Denatured alcohol doesn't evaporate or flash off as quickly as the rubbing alcohol does, so it'll react with the gum for a little longer and help it to dissolve. Pour some of the alcohol on the spot, give it about 30 seconds, and then scrub with your wire brush. That should get rid of most common chewing gum. If you're not able to get it out with the alcohol, then plan B would be to use lacquer thinner. The problem with lacquer thinner is that it flashes off pretty quickly, so you've got to move fast before it evaporates. But it is a stronger solvent than the alcohol and should be effective against the gum. If you're still having trouble, you can try one of those secret menu items that I know to be pretty effective against adhesives of all kinds, WD-40. I don't know what's in the stuff that makes it work on sticky things. Hell, it could be the propellant for all I know, but I've used it to get tape and sticker residue off of all kinds of surfaces for years. 
and it doesn't damage the surface in most cases. Spray the WD-40 liberally on the gum spot. Let it work for a few minutes, then agitate with the wire brush. It should solve your problem. Now, because the WD-40 is an oily product, you'll need to get the residue off the concrete. The most effective solution is a dab of a grease-fighting dish detergent like Dawn, followed by a splash of water and a good scrubbing with a stiff brush, followed by a thorough rinse. I've also heard shampoo to be pretty good at cleaning oily spots, but I haven't tried it myself. The problem should be solved. Justine, thanks again for the question. I hope I've been able to give you a solution that'll help keep the goo off your shoes. Listeners, if you've got a home improvement question or project you'd like help with, I'm here for you. Drop me an email at askterry at aboutmansfield.com or visit my Facebook page at askterryampodcast or my Twitter at askterryampod. We'll talk again soon. Reporting for About Mansfield. I'm home improvement specialist, Terry Radswin. Brian Certain is serving up a libation suitable for gents of a certain class, and they weren't all French. Here's the cocktail of the week, Brian. This week's cocktail of the week is the French 75. What I have learned during research over the past six months is that historians are seldom able to provide precise origins for the most popular drinks. But there's no better cocktail of which to prove this than the mighty French 75. A mixture of gin? Or is it cognac? Or is it bourbon? With lemon, sugar, ice, and champagne. It's refreshing, it's delightful, and it's wickedly intoxicating. And it's a concoction that every bartender must know and every drinker cherishes. But where did it come from? All the pieces are accounted for, so it's just a question of how in blazes to fit them all together. The French 75, as we know, first appears in print in 1927 in the height of Prohibition. It was a bootlegger-friendly little volume called Here's How, put out by the New York Humor magazine. And from there, it got picked up in the 1930 book, The Savoy Cocktail Book. And once it was in there... It was everywhere. The elixir has the distinction of being the only classic cocktail born during Prohibition. Go figure. But here's the problem. When Charles Dickens visited Boston back in 1867, he liked to entertain the literary lions of the town in his room at the Parker House with Tom Gin and champagne cups. As in an 1885 article about the hotel claimed, a champagne club is bubbly, sugar, citrus, and ice. You add Tom Gin, as the story seems to indicate, and sounds like you've got something very, very close to the French 75. Indeed, the combination of gin and champagne was a popular one with gents of a certain class. According to their contemporaries, it was a favorite of Queen Victoria's son, the Prince of Wales. It was also a favorite of the King of Hawaii, Kakalua. The combination of cognac and champagne was just as well known, if not more so, as the king's peg, and it's standardly served in eastern parts of the British Empire. In short, odds are that whoever invented the French 75 probably really didn't invent it all. All he or she did was give it a name. But of course, with drinks, the name is everything. 
People were drinking spirits with sugar and bitters for a century before someone yoked out the cheerful word cocktail to the vocabulary and in doing so made it an American cultural institution. When the formula of gin or cognac, champagne, lemon, and sugar got the moniker for the fast-firing, accurate French field gun that become an icon in the victory in the American coverage of World War I, it suddenly took on a new cachet, and now it was, as the novelist Alex Waugh dubbed it, the most powerful drink in the world. But as always, don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving the directions and the ingredients on bourbongospel.com. So the French 75, what do you need? You need a half ounce of lemon juice, a tablespoon of sugar, two ounces of London gin or cognac, or in a minute, a bourbon, and then champagne, chilled, of course, the glass, you guessed it, a coupe or a champagne flute. How do you make it? You're going to add the lemon juice and the sugar into a shaker and stir to combine. Add the gin and fill with ice. Shake and strain into the cocktail flute or a coupe glass filled with cracked crushed ice and then fill slowly with champagne. Now, again, as the lead pastor of bourbongospel.com, I have to give my take on this classic by using America spirit bourbon. So to make that with bourbon, you're going to take two ounces of bourbon, a half ounce of fresh lemon juice, three-fourths of an ounce of simple syrup, two dashes of bitters, and of course, shilled champagne, or cava from Spain, or Prosecco from Italy. Prosecco is my favorite, but you get to use your own. How you make my version is you're going to pour the bourbon, the lemon juice, the simple syrup, and the bitters in in a champagne glass or a similarly sized cocktail glass and stir gently and then top with the champagne or Prosecco. Garnish with a candied or fresh lemon slice. But as always, I'm interested in how you're making your French 75. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain has said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Congratulations to Annette Geisel, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Who is the only person in history to win world boxing, karate, and kickboxing titles and hold them all at the same time? Annette knew it was Mansfield's very own Troy Dorsey, and she has won a $25 gift card to the restaurant of her choice, courtesy of Mansfield Overhead Door. After the break, this week's trivia question. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. The Texas Health Tip of the Week was sponsored by Texas Health Hospital, located at 287 and Lone Star Road. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities. Can even help market your podcast. 
Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows such as Ask Philip, On the Mark, Grown and Unfiltered, and Daughter of the Other Woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Epic Voices and Conversations from Palm Springs. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast or if you're just looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. That's podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Jan Cox. And this is John Cox, owner of Stevens Garden and Grill. And you're listening to About Mansfield. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. For the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com, they will receive a $25 gift card to the restaurant of your choice, courtesy of Mansfield Overhead Door, offering residential and commercial garage door installation and repair, as well as box truck door services. Got a broken spring? Perhaps a cable office track? Door opener not working? You can find them on the web at mansfieldoverheaddoor.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, for the past 92 weeks, we've been telling you that the About Mansfield podcast is your only source for local news, talk, and information. This week's trivia question is, name any Mansfield-based business that has a monopoly in its field locally. Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, name any Mansfield-based business that is one of a kind and holds a monopoly in its field locally. Good luck, and thanks to Kevin and Tammy at Mansfield Overhead Door for the gift card. Welcome back to About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the switch from news to talk. And again, in the studio, the conclusion of the interview with MISD Superintendent Dr. Kimberly Cantu. In this episode, we will talk about the bus driver shortage, the penny swap, the lightning round, but we'll start it off with transparency. Enjoy. One thing that really impressed me about you being a superintendent is that you're very transparent. That if there's an issue you take to YouTube and you create a video that, Mm -hmm. hey, this is what's going on. And an example of that is um, the distribution of the iPads wasn't... (laughs) It didn't go very well. It did not. But you went on, on YouTube and you said, hey, folks, we made a mistake. Mm -hmm. We're fixing it. And I'm not sure if phase two worked well or not, but you came back out and you said, hey, folks, we have another idea. Mm-hmm. And with that, I, I can't tell you the amount of videos that I've seen, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube and on social media. You're very transparent to the parents. And uh, I, I think that is commendable for it. I don't recall uh, either of the last two superintendents mm-hmm. being that transparent. And, and, and you obviously feel that's important to, to get to get out there. I do. I do. Um, you know, I've, I've always, I was brought up this way too, but I've always just believed, I mean, if you, if you make a mistake, you own it. 
mm-hmm. right? That happened, but not just owning it, but and here's how I'm going to fix it, right? Um, and so that's that's really important to me, and that's important to us collectively as an organization, and it's just it's a part of our belief system. One of the other issues around town, uh, especially around North Texas, is is the lack of bus drivers. And the bus drivers, in some cases around North Texas, uh, North Dallas area, kids aren't getting to school. F- uh, they're they're getting to school an hour late. Um, uh, gym coaches are filling in as bus drivers. And is is there a bus driver shortage in Mansfield? We are not as fully staffed as we would like to be. But thus far, we've been able to manage it. Yeah. Um, but this, the shortage is, it's not just in drivers. Districts across Texas, and really when you hear about it across the nation for that matter, are struggling in, in a litany of positions from student nutrition to custodial to paraprofessionals. There's teacher shortages. People I was just going to ask teachers. Right, yep. substitutes. I mean, it is just, and everywhere, you know, you look, you, you know, a, a year or two years ago, our, our pay was competitive. Well, we're not just competing with other school districts now. We're competing with businesses. Right. Who can up their pay at whim. And I know not at whim. I know it's not that simple. <laughs> For those of you that are in business that are listening to this, That's I right. know it's not that easy. But they can offer potentially higher pay than maybe what a school district can. And so the competition is is just across the board now. And the pay keeps going up, which would eventually lead to a $30 hamburger. But, but hey, it's, I like hamburgers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the Mansfield ISD website has a list of, of job openings. Right. And so we tried here, we tried for several weeks here on the podcast to... Uh, Reach out to business owners and let us know where your job openings are, and and we will uh, do a feature on that here on the podcast. And somehow that fell at uh, at deaf ears. Uh, I know there are a ton of job openings around town, but. I guess people didn't want to advertise it for free. Well, with that being said, we are a great place to live, learn, and teach and work. Yeah. And so, Mansfield ISD, go to the website. We have plenty of opportunities. You have a uh, you have an you have an issue coming up on the November ballot, which uh, is is affectionately known as the penny swap. Yes. And (laughs) you are affectionately uh, because the uh, uh, I forget what it's called. I I know it has initials. It starts with a V. V A T R E. V A T R E. Mm -hmm. Explain to the listening audience why you want to take a penny from here and you want to put it to there. What is the benefit of uh, of the penny swap that's coming up on the November ballot? Well, there's a long version and a short version. I can give you the short version. We have all the time in the world. All the time we need. So, in a school district, there's there's two buckets of money. There's Mm -hmm. the maintenance and operations side, which is our day to day operations, right? So, what for us, like it's gas, utilities, those sorts of things. And then there's the INS side, which is our debt repayment bonds. Okay, there's Mm -hmm. that bucket. What we're wanting to do is take 13 cents from the INS side and drop it into the MNO side. And by doing that, we can generate $24.7 million more million in revenue for our day-to-day operations. So it's really about taking your pennies and putting them, maximizing them where you need them, to, need them the most. And what that'll do is that'll take that um, INS tax rate, 
which is currently sitting at, which was at 49 cents, and the board is committed to dropping that down to 36 cents, then we take those pennies with voter approval. Because in the state of Texas, even when you just want to swap your pennies, Mm -hmm. if you're going to go up on the M&O side, it takes voter approval, even if you're just swapping your own pennies. So drop that down to 36 cents, put those 13 pennies onto the M&O side, and that'll take that up to $1.05, which generates a lot more revenue. The higher that M&O side, the more money that you're generating. And as a district, um, back uh, with uh, House Bill 3 and the 86th legislative session with the school finance reform and property tax relief, they started compressing, in 2019, compressing that M&O tax rate down. Okay. And so in 2019, it was $1.04, but in 2020, it was $0.97. Cents. Then in 2021, it compressed down to 95, and then for the 21-22 school year, it compressed down to 92 cents. And so the lower that goes, the less money that you're generating. So we want to take those 13 cents, drop it over on top of that 92 to get us up to $1.05 to generate that $24.7 million in revenue. And we can do that, again, without increasing the overall tax rate. We're just swapping those pennies, and the tax rate would come in at $1.41 which incidentally is almost three cents lower than last year, where it was $1.44. So we're saving money. We're saving money. And and that's what it's all about. It's magical. It just came out last week that uh, at the city council that that, uh, Republic Service, who picks up our trash and recycling, Mm -hmm. is lowering their rate by seven cents. There you go. But it's a savings. Mm -hmm. And so the penny swap is going to save a little Mm-hmm. But it will save. Now the okay. So the the maintenance and operations with the extra money will that create new jobs? Will it create new jobs? That I can't answer. Okay. Um, off you know new jobs. What it's going to do is it's going to really allow us to take care of our teachers and our staff. Right. Because uh, I mean we we kind of really have have five main reasons why we would like our voters to con- consider the penny swap. And the first one really is to maintain the quality programs and instruction that's happening in the classroom. Um, and that's that's just super important to continue with choice for our families because that's really just we want our kids to be able to learn in a way that feeds their soul. And if that's a STEM academy, that's great. We want to provide that for you. If that's a traditional campus, that's great. We want to provide that for you. And it's really just become a part of, of Mansfield ISD and our school community. We also, the second reason is we really want to be able to retain our quality teachers and staff. And there's a lot, we talked about shortages and competition, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of competition for our teachers as well. And for our, for our, I mean, for all staff. And so it's being able to continue to be competitive, to give competitive raises, so that we can, I mean, we invest in our teachers and they're the reason, one of the main reasons why our kids, I think our kids are so successful is that quality instruction in the classroom. And if you have a revolving door of staff, you're having to retrain and you, you can't ever make headway. We want to retain these amazing people that have already given so much to, to our kids. We want to uphold the safety and security standards. Sure. Um, you know, several years ago, we had a safety committee of district stakeholders. Um, one of the, the number one recommendation was an officer on every campus because we didn't used to have an officer on every campus, but we do now. And I personally, knowing I'm sending my child to school every day where there's an officer that's already on site is that feels good to mom. From right? elementary through high school, there's a an there's an officer on every campus. On every campus. Prior to that safety committee convening and making that recommendation, we used to track response time. Right. For we don't have to track that anymore because they're already there, right? And so, and then also dealing with the, that emotional safety for kids as well. Um, you know, 
COVID-19, 18 months, there are some kids that had, have not been in a school building. They maybe still haven't been in a school building yet. Right. They took advantage of our virtual learning. But we had some kids that came back after 18 months of not being in school. Some kids are doing great. Mm-hmm. Some kids are struggling. Right. And so being able to make sure that we can provide them all the help and assistance that they need. So that's that physical and that social and emotional safety is is a third reason. And then we know we'll generate that twenty four point seven million in revenue. And we know we can do it without raising the overall tax rate. In fact, it'll go down by almost three cents. It sounds like a win win. It does, doesn't it? It does. So why would why would someone not vote for this? I think um some people just fundamentally, if they haven't seen the presentation, don't believe you can do it without raising the tax rate. Right. But it's a penny swap, and you truly can. And like I said, in fact, it's going down. Um, I think if someone has not, we're, we're out on the, I'll say the campaign trail, but we're out doing a lot of presentations trying to educate kind of on the information that I just shared with you, because if you walk in to the ballot um, uneducated and you read the ballot language, our ballot language is in statute. We can't alter it. Mm-hmm. All we can do is add, like fill in the blanks. We can fill in the 1.41. We can fill in the percentage increase on the MNO side, and we can fill out that it's going to generate 24.7 million. We can't say that the 1.41 is an actual decrease from the year before. We can't tell them that. Huh. It shows that there's an increase on the MNO side. It won't let us say that there's a decrease on the INS side of the same amount. We can't say that, and we can't illuminate what that $24.7 million will go to either, which we would love to be able to say. So if someone walks in and they just see that ballot language and they see increase on the MNO side and not knowing that there's an equal decrease on the other side, they're going to think their taxes are going up. But again, it's in statute and we're not allowed to alter it. That's part of that why getting out and educating, um, educating voters is really important to us as a district so people can make their choice. You had three new schools open this year. Yes. Brenda Norwood Elementary, Alma Martinez Intermediate, Mm -hmm. and uh, Charlene McKenzie Middle School. Yes, sir. Uh, I was at two of the three of the the dedications. And uh, you want to say something nice about those three schools? I would love to say something nice about those three schools. First of all, they're beautiful. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, they are. They they look different, I think, than anything that we've we've built before. Um, they're they're beautiful buildings. They have incredible namesakes. Um, two are still with us, and we're able to be present, and so that was really exciting. Both of them were guests on this talk show about a month ago. Oh my gosh! Yes, I at did. the same time, and <laughs> it was <laughs> was that fun? That uh, as you, uh, Brenda uh, was. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a teacher under Alma, who was the principal, and and oh yeah, we had a we had a blast. That's fun, but what, what's what I think is uh, so cool about these these three buildings, um, outside of the fact that they're brand new and they they look really cool and they have awesome namesakes, um, they feature traditional school. But they also feature STEM and fine arts academies within them. At the elementary and intermediate level, there's STEM and fine arts. And then when you get to McKenzie Middle, we have a STEM academy in there as well. And then there's not a fine arts academy within McKenzie, but that's when all the fine arts, obviously, at middle school, you're, you're, you're rolling in your fine arts automatically anyway. So really excited about being able to offer those choice programs in our three new schools. Time for shout-outs. Okay. You are served by a staff. You uh, you work under or with the school board. Is there anybody that you want to say? You know what? Uh, I I need to give a shout out to 
the mic is yours. Anyone. Oh, wow. Yes. How you shout out to everybody. Everybody. I know you said we have all day, <laughs> but, um, but you don't have all day. So I it's, have, no, <laughs> you know, honestly, uh, I, I think first and foremost, you have to have to shout out to our school board mm-hmm. because, you know, they've been in the thick of it too. And they are such strong people, um, and so grounded and really care about kids. And so a huge shout out to our incredible school board that I'm blessed to get to work with every day. Um, I would shout out, obviously, to our, our leadership team. Um, and really, really just there's it, – it's hard to – I mean, where do you stop with the shout outs, right? right. I, I work with an incredible team at Central Office. There are amazing people that work in their offices. Our building administrators are incredible. Our counselors, our nursing staff are just uh, – our teachers and pairs in the classroom are doing such amazing things. And then you have all of our support staff that just keep everything going. I mean, our custodial department has been on overdrive for 18 months. Our student nutrition department has been on overdrive. I mean, e- everyone has, right? Our teachers, our staff, everyone. Uh, transportation, uh, maintenance. I mean, there are just so many um, – Incredible people. Our technology department. I mean, you know, you mentioned obviously the technology debacle of, of whatever year that was. Now, gosh, nineteen twenty. It escapes me now. Yeah. Feels like it was yesterday. But they have come. They have done such incredible work and have turned that department around. And I'm so so proud of our technology department. So I could give. I could go on and on and give kudos. Um, I'm so proud to be able to work with just an amazing cast every day. I think you pretty much covered everyone. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> and I did that in like 30 seconds. That's... <laughs> Toughest question of the interview. Oh, gosh. What's your favorite ice cream? <laughs> Don't laugh at me. It's pretty plain. Vanilla bean? Vanilla bean? Bluebell? Okay. Yeah. Uh, any toppings? Sprinkles? Uh, Hershey's chocolate syrup? Uh... No, I'm, I'm a straight vanilla. But then I love the, I think it's called Bee's Knees at, at Hypnotic Emporium. It's like a lavender honey ice cream. Now, you know about Hypnotic Emporium. Don't break my heart. They're closed. But, uh, Billy, now, we are recording this on Thursday the the, the 16th. Uh Uh, Billy just came out uh, saying, we may, we may not. Let's not get our hopes up. Uh, First of all, they lost their lease. Hypnotic Emporium has left the building. But... They are looking at a new location in Historic Mansfield that I just read today okay. on on social media. But uh, okay, please keep me posted on that because this is this is a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Billy and Hypnotic Emporium are are you know one of the one of the treasures of downtown Mansfield. Truly, yeah. And so we'll see. Okay, we'll see. We have reached that point of the the episode where. Um, we really get to know about Dr. Kimberly Cantu. We get to go deep into the psyche oh, and find out oh about... Uh, this is called the lightning round. Oh, jeez. Okay. And it's a very simple exercise of this or that. It's, so it's... it's um, okay, and, there, and there are 10 of them. So it's... Okay. Go ahead and take a sip of water. Yeah, let me hang on. I got to yeah. put my game face on. That's right. <laughs> Well, my sleeves up. Okay, I'm ready. All right. <laughs> Night or day? <clears throat> day. City or country? Both. Sneakers or heels? Sneakers. Hot coffee or iced tea? Hot coffee. Easy. <laughs> Hardbound or Kindle? Hardbound. Paper or plastic? Paper. Would you rather cook or be cooked for? 
cook. What do you like to cook? Everything, but I really like to cook Italian. Air guitar or air drums? Man, kind of both. Um, but if you were to see me driving down the road, you'd probably see a little drums. When I'm at a stoplight, of course. At a, yes, Clearly, yes. with both hands on the wheel, 10 and 2. That's <laughs> 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 uh, is there a favorite song you like to air drum to? A little Guns N' Roses, maybe, or... or... Okay, hang on. I, mm -hmm. I can see the band. My sister played this album all the time. Okay. Rush? Yeah. Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. There's that couple little drum solos in there that I still know. Not, I didn't listen to the band, but it was going off in my sister's room incessantly, and I've learned it. Concert or sporting event? Ooh. Wow. Probably concert. Unless it's the Dallas Cowboys. What's the best concert you've ever been to? The one you go, you know what? I walked away just floored. Okay, this is going to sound, this is totally random because it's from the 80s. Okay. And I went to a lot of concerts in the 80s. You know, Madonna, Tina Turner, Rod Stewart, all of that. Rick Springfield, Rick Springfield twice. Um, Paul Young. I walked out of that concert. I mean, he was just kind of a, right, a minor character on the scene. And yeah. One of the, I think I saw him at the Bronco Bowl. But it was... Off the hook, good, and I, I don't, I, I don't know. There was just something about that concert. Didn't he experience. sing? Was it every time you go away? Yes. Every time you. Go yes. Away? Yeah, Paul Young. Yep. Last one. Passenger or driver? Driver. Oh, that's why she's the superintendent. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Unless I need to check email. There you go. Driver. Doctor Kimberly Cantu. You've been a pleasure to have here in the studio on About Mansfield. As I mentioned, you were on my short list 91 weeks ago, and it is finally a pleasure to have you in the studio. I'd love to have you back sometime when it's necessary. Absolutely. And uh, so if you've got another issue on the ballot that you need to push or what have you, uh, I'd, I'd love to keep in contact and, uh, uh, and have you back on the show. Absolutely. Love to come back. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Sorry it took so long. Oh, no worries. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. All right. Coming up next week, we will have the latest Mansfield news, talk and information, and the About Mansfield trivia question. We will also talk in studio with one of Mansfield's finest citizens. You have to tune in to find out. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacey Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Texas Health Tip, Katrina Brown. Home Improvement feature, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Jacob Atkinson. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this... is about Mansfield.